0: Welcome back to Beat Seeker. I'm your host, Matt McButter. In each episode, we explore the shifting world of music with world-renowned experts and artists to take you deep, deep inside the fascinating and changing world of music technology and music discovery
1: and I'm your host, Mike Weider, reminding you to subscribe in Apple Podcasts and give us a five star rating if you like the episode. You can visit our website at Beatseeker.fm, where you'll find plenty of rabbit holes with extra content to dive into, guest backgrounds, and even a playlist with music recommendations from each of our guest episodes. Also, Beatseeker swag. You can stay current and talk to us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BeatseekerPod. Well, it's now easier than ever to access music over streaming platforms. What we gain in convenience, we lose in audio quality. Orastream is a company that helps audiophiles stream their music collections in high definition. Counting Neil Young as a customer and fan of their tech, Orastream's mission is to restore high quality audio to your digital music.
0: Helping us understand what makes for good quality audio streaming these days is Frankie Tan, Orastream's founder. Frankie is an engineer by training and also holds an MSc degree in financial management from the University of London and an MSc in strategic management from Nanyang Technological University. He joins us today from Singapore. Frankie, thanks for joining us on Beatseeker. Thanks for having me. Frankie, audio quality has always been a contentious issue. I mean, going way back with tape media like cassettes versus vinyl. And when CDs arrived, the audio files maintained that nothing could beat the analog perfection of vinyl. And this continued through the 90s, Uh, you know, MP3 download. The MP3 download era, people were definitely willing to compromise quality to create large catalogs of downloaded music, sometimes, you know, that they hadn't paid for. And then fast forward to... The digital streaming services era where we we are now. and sound quality has really taken a step backward in a trade-off for convenience. Most people consume music this way now through these services and are willing to compromise, make that compromise to uh, to have access to this giant catalog. And in fact, Neil Young was really incensed about the issue and started a company called pono to build high quality di- uh, high quality uh, digital player. And his quote was, my goal is to try and rescue the art form that I've been practicing for the past 50 years. And unfortunately, the, the Pono project failed, but audio streaming has gotten slightly better with the introduction of some high def options. So we're wondering if you could maybe summarize the current state of audio quality when it comes to music streaming services. How, how bad is it? Or what is the state of it today?
2: Well, I, I I think the tide has turned uh, for audio quality in uh, in digital music. Um, well, I mean, since the invention of MP3 codec uh, in in the in the I would say yeah, in the mid 90s uh, I mean that uh, the MP3 codec invention was was really a, a godsend invention for the time uh, when when uh, band, bandwidth uh, was still in a dial up stage, mm-hmm. and we have expensive costly uh, computing power and storage and so that really was a technology that was that was uh, invented at the right time and it enabled you know millions of users uh, to to enjoy the convenience of music uh, digital music bringing along pot- portable uh, everywhere and really packing like you see whole, the whole whole library into a into a, into a, a, a small form factor device that they can carry around so it really Brought tremendous changes and in uh, tremendous benefits for consumers, music, music consumers worldwide. But of course, in the last 10 10- 10 years or so i mean the uh, law effects of Moss law um you know we we seen the uh, the advances of technology mobile computing uh, uh networking uh, uh much lower cost of networking uh, mobile computing and lower cost of and lower cost of storage so so in since i would say since the last 5 years since the last 5 years when when 3g was was uh, became kind of more per- pervasive uh, there really was uh, Uh, conditions that could make digital music not just convenient but also in high quality so so in in the pre 3G, 2G stage of course mobile music had to uh, trade off uh, quality for for the benefits of convenience and portability but um, with the advent of Three G networks. This uh, this has really gone away. Um, you are now able. Consumers are now able to enjoy convenience and quality at the same time. You know, without trading off uh, um, the uh, the quality of music. Got it. And 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 I I would say that uh, yeah, it's uh, the tide is turned. Uh, we are we are increasingly and seeing new services uh, that will that will distribute music in master studio quality, so that. Consumers can enjoy music as uh, as close to the original performance as possible.
0: Okay, so I see. So what you're saying is, when the streaming services were first introduced, the generally the bandwidth uh, was so low, where was lower than it is today. And with the advent of these higher bandwidth and lower latency networks, we can now come into an era where we don't have to compromise quality so much with uh, with the streaming services. So. What, what are we missing with, with low quality? What are, what, are, what are consumers missing with the low quality audio, do you think? I mean, other than the fact that it's lower quality. Like, yeah. <laughs>
2: well, I, 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 I think the situation uh, then, like let's say when Spotify first started back uh, at the late uh, late 2000, it, the situation then was that, you know, uh, network bandwidth, particularly mobile streaming, uh, mobile network selling, that was still a very, very uh, patchy. Uh, so you you get even today, you get very variable uh, performances. Uh you can get very fast network now, and three seconds later, five seconds later, you are you know you're very low bandwidth. So the quality of service on the mobile networks are very variable. So, what services like Spotify do is to and to, you know, in order to ensure that every consumer, you know, irrespective of what network conditions they have, they'll be able to stream with a uh, good acceptable quality of service. So what they do is that they, they decide that they will stream the lowest bit rate quality. So uh, they started off with like uh, 96k, you know, and 128k kilobits per second for a long time, you know, and, and then slowly improve the 192. But can you imagine, so so they the selection of the lowest bit rate is like selecting the lowest common denominator. So if I have a faster network and you have a low network, I, I'm now listening to my music Based on your the quality of a network, you know, so so it's a very it's a it's a kind of like a, a lowest common denominator sort sort of situation, and consumers lose out. Besides, you know, getting uh, a better quality, better sound, the consumer loses out on choices. You know, I have no choice. My my choice of how I consume music <clears throat> is dictated by basically the music service. They say this is the quality I I, I distribute music in. If you if you want to want to subscribe, this is the quality. You know you have no choice, and and my the quality in which I consume music is determined not by me but actually by the by the consumer with the poorest bandwidth connection. I because see. that's what Spotify have to do to ensure that everyone universal everyone universally can get access to stream. Right. So so there's been a terrible situation, you know, for consumers. You know, I mean, you know, you have to consume a service based on. The lowest common denominator, yeah. kind of situation, you know, and you have no choice. So, so besides, you know, the ability now, you know, uh, to 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 have better sound, consumer now have a choice as well. You know, I do, do I want better sound now, or do I want better sound uh, perhaps late at a later right. time? So, for instance, let's say if I'm if I'm listening in a public transport or something a noisy environment, I, I may just be happy with three twenty KPS uh, quality, uh, is my choice, you know, but let's say if I'm, I'm with my friends, I'm, 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 I'm relaxing. I'm having a glass of wine, I'm kind of chilling out, you know, I, then I want to listen music in, you know, the highest quality, you know, losses quality, high resolution quality, and really feel and appreciate uh, and, uh, and pay attention to what I'm listening to. So, 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 so
1: Frankie, maybe, uh, this would be a good opportunity then, like, what are some best, let's say I am one of those people who wants to have a better sound quality setup what are some of the top best practices or steps I could take to improve the quality of uh, it, assuming I'm using a streaming
2: audio system you know wh- what can I do yeah. to improve it so yeah, so I, I think uh, you know uh, when when I was growing up, you know, I I I listened to music together in a family gathering. You know, when Tom Jones you know released his new album, we 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 buy the album, we put that vinyl on the turntable, and all of us, you know, brothers and sisters, we sit around our yeah. hi-fi system and we play the album and we really enjoy the music. <laughs> but of course, music has uh, has changed, you know, how we consume it has changed over years. Many of us now listen to music on our own. While, while we know we are taking our solitary walks, you know, while, while we are in a car, you know. and and so a lot of a lot of music consumed now is on a personal basis. and and I, I think a good place to start is a, a decent pair of uh, earphones. You have uh, uh, get yourself a pretty decent uh, pair of you know in ear monitor earphones. There are a range, a diverse range of options you know in devices like this for personal music listening. Um, this one uh, that I have is uh, is a Westone, so it's a uh, it's a five channel um, on each side uh, earphone, so it's slightly more expensive. But you have. Uh, similar products like this that are coming out from Amazon um, provide pro- produce from Chinese suppliers. They they cost maybe about a hundred US dollars, you know, and they may be eight channels as well. So so these are these are pretty.
1: So get a get a decent pair of headphones. That's the that's going to make the biggest difference.
2: Right, right, yeah. I, I I think this is very important because a lot of us listen to personal music. Um, per- listen to music's. Alone, you know, uh, by ourselves. Yeah. Uh, uh, as, all, as many of my listening uh, situations are, are listening alone, and and I, I just I just hate the argument that that you know your earbuds because they are blue they are Bluetooth they can't carry the 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 bit rates you know of lossless or high res music and so therefore we we it's a waste you know right. you know getting losses music as a source. I, I think that I, I hate that sort of argument. It's kind of like I have to listen listen because everyone else is hearing your using your parts, you know. I hate that sort of argument because I, I think that that the source of music distribution should be at the highest quality. With with the lowest compression and the consumption side should be divorced from what the right. So
1: be. so just to maybe probe on your last point about Bluetooth because I I know you know obviously the Apple ear AirPods are pretty ubiquitous this day. Yeah. The wireless wireless headphones exactly. are becoming yeah. very 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 popular. So is it true yeah. that then that the Bluetooth uh, audio quality is going to be inherently less than that of a wired setup and and if so like. How much worse is it?
2: Yeah, so 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 to, today, you know, Bluetooth uh, are all transmitting lossy bit rates. I think you know if you get the they get the best, uh, the well, the state of art Bluetooth today, the LDAC. Uh, these are uh, these uh, 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 Sony and a few others. They these Bluetooth supports twenty four ninety six resolution audio, and they they transmit them at around nine hundred. Kilobits per second, still about fifty percent of what uh, uh, twenty-four ninety-six uh, bit rates are. So, so although they can support twenty-four uh, bit ninety-six audio, you are still streaming at about ninety-six kilobits per second. But mind you, that's that's actually very good, you know, because um, the way Kodak work is that when you are listening to ninety-six, uh, let's say nine hundred kilobits per second, when twenty-four ninety-six could be about two thousand, you know, at the at the at full resolution, you you are getting you know the the what we call the most significant beats you know so these are the beats that matter to to perceptual audio the most the, you know the, the, the fidelity is still quite high so it's still much better than listening to very early generation Bluetooth that was something like you know uh, uh, 96 kilobits per second or 128 so there's so there's Bluetooth yeah. th-
1: there's I guess there's a, a range of Bluetooth capability all Bluetooth isn't exactly. equal there are right. some Bluetooth right. setups that would be a little bit
2: better quality than others. Uh, Yes, yes, that that, that is the case, yeah. So the early generations of uh, Bluetooth connectivity speeds were much smaller, much capacitors, much lower. It's improved somewhat, but the ones from Apple are still generally uh, designed to transport the 256 kbps Apple AEC uh, quality streams. Apple is designing the Bluetooth transmits basically on... What you know is the audio bit rate set that they are delivering to mass market, but I, I guess now that Apple Music has added high resolution losses into into their music catalog, they they probably would take steps to improve uh, uh, the bit rate quality for some of their products. Mm. So I think we can look look forward to seeing audio quality and the peripherals, the, the speakers and the earphones that earbuds that we listen use to improve i mean i i think we can look forward
0: to that i mean i there are times when i'm just walking around out on the street and i'm probably happy to have just be listening to music and i'm not as concerned about the quality but when i'm at home with my proper you know speaker setup and everything i i want to I, I I want a higher quality experience. Yeah. That's
2: so 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 today, I, I mean, prior to Amazon and and Apple, uh, of course, like a New Yang, um, getting uh, music distributed in master studio quality. You know, in, in prior to that uh, most of the I mean, all of the services had mass market services distributed music in lossy quality. So they they may have a they may have a lossless source, but the distribution quality uh copy is a lossy call yeah copy you know at best at 320 compressed
0: yeah. and lossy and and as you were saying you know i'm listening to say spotify i'm going to be listening to it at the same quality that they have to put out to make sure that somebody in a remote rural area who doesn't have a uh, high bandwidth service is is able to um you know is is it i'm going to be getting the same basically the same stream as them yeah that that, that was a situation like 10 years ago yeah. when Spotify first started.
2: Yeah. Okay. But of course, Berets and, and Spotify and Spotify have, have now been able to give, you know, the 320 kilobits options yeah. for users for, Yeah, so for you can pick the who, higher who quality canceled. stream. Sure. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And so that has improved. Yeah. So
0: let's talk a little bit about yeah, your company, AuraStream. I understand you develop technology that helps consumers and businesses provide higher quality audio streaming. Can you explain what it is you do and how that works?
2: Yeah, so we are basically a digital audio tech company, focused on lossless and high-res audio delivery, not just for music but for podcasts, uh, for video and live streaming as well. So, so we we have uh, we our, we we have uh, we have um, delivered our delivery platform to uh, basically uh, um, a niche services. I would say so. Our first, the first service that actually. Uh, use of technology uh, was a service called Classics Online. Uh, it's a classical music service uh, launched by nexus of America. And, and they ran the service for two years, 2015 and 2016. And this was the service that actually uh, showed classical music lovers that, you know, you can get music streaming in 2496, 24192. And so we had uh, the service, you know, give the opportunity for a lot of, a lot of uh, classical music lovers to, to, to listen, you know, now to music, classical music in losses quality, streaming in losses and even 24 bit quality. And also give a lot of opportunity for, for high res equipment users and like headphones companies to, to, to test, you know, their new products with, high-resolution audio streaming. So it was quite a kind of a, a you know, a path-breaking mm-hmm. service. Now, so based on that service, it attracted the attention of Prime Phonic. So this was a Netherlands-based uh, classical music company, a spin-off from a high-fidelity high, res, high, high fidelity, uh, recording classical recording company called Pentatone. And they then launched the Prime Phonic service. And Prime Phonic service then led on to Idejo, Uh, a german-based service didn't use our technology but delivered uh classical music services in losses quality as well and then another classical music service in the uk called presto music also adopted our technology for their classical music service and then as you know um last year apple music acquired prime phonic Mm -hmm. and now apple music is offering of uh is going to offer you know the prime phonic version of Classical music service for its mainstream users, so so just as a classical music genre, you can see that that that's kind of that's kind of what has happened mm-hmm. for 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 how uh, a genre of music could which which started at Lossy for so many years. And now finally, it's it's uh, in high res and lossless by a uh, major streaming service. So I, I kind of see that that's kind of how you know it's not a yeah. big bang sort of effect that everybody converts to lossless and high resolution music tomorrow. You no, know, but it's gonna it's gonna diffuse you know incrementally, uh, genre by genre, mm-hmm. and across hopefully across all of music. Over a couple of years, and and so our 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 company has uh, been able to demonstrate, you know, with our technology that it is possible to deliver music streaming using the studio master files, and through through classics online, uh, Neil Young got to uh, learn about us, and then he 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 asked to meet with us, and and then that's how we 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 got, uh, you know, the the technology into the Neil Young archives.
0: Oh, interesting. So so. Did he sign with you, or did he, he create this relationship with you after Pono? After he abandoned Pono, uh, the- yes, it was at the
2: tail end of Pono. Okay. Yeah, so I, I think you know uh, he. Uh, uh, this was, I think, at the end of two uh, two 2016. Yeah, so 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 it was at the end of Pono. I I think Pono were looking to um, go into streaming,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and 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 so 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 that was how. He learned about us through that service, and that was how we then, you know, facilitated the transition uh, to the Neil Archives. So actually, Neil started off by 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 going to the major labels, uh, you know, to basically convert Pono into a, a streaming service, and he wanted to uh, to get the licenses. Uh, for you know, for for high risk streaming service, um, in in that fashion, and I I would go into that, but that's how you know uh, he started nearly Archives. Yeah. Very cool. Very so, cool. Love. Yeah. Neil.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I I sort of get the you know the um the the B 2 B side, but how does it how does it work? How does the service work for you know an ordinary consumer? Um, I mean, if I'm if I'm interested as a consumer. In your service, what is the source of uh, of the files? I mean, do can I rip my do I rip my CDs or somehow create digital files, high res digital files of my own catalog, and then I can stream them to myself? Uh, how, do, how does that work? Yes, you're right. Yeah. So so
2: so what uh, over the last. Uh, uh, last last few years, you know, we we wanted a kind of a, a development environment whereby we could test out some of the enhancements that we make to the technology, uh, and so we we created a, a personal a cloud locker for for personal music. Uh, so we have a a, a a cloud locker service called Brio. So Brio is uh, is basically a cloud locker. It uh, provides uh, users uh, with the ability to upload their lossless music, their, their, their own music, their personal music, music that they own uh, up to a cloud storage. And in cloud storage, they are able then to assess through a mobile app or to any computer that music that they have in their own personal account and stream that music to them wherever they are. So we have this cloud locker service for consumers. So, so it's really targeted at, at consumers who have their own music. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this would be because this would be music lovers who have who have CDs who have bought digital downloads, you know, uh, through the years, and you know some of them have very large libraries, six, seven terabytes of music that they store in, in uh, uh, drives at home, you know, uh, maybe a NAS drive mm-hmm. and things like, like that at home. And and what some of these users do is that they they basically upload all of this music to the locker, and it, it kind of saves. It kind of acts as an archiver copy as well for them. So uh. uh kind of a backup archival copy because these are all in lossless quality. Mm-hmm. And, and then at the same time, uh, we, we have our Brio mobile apps and Brio web apps where they can log in and then they can then stream and access Access so the 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 app itself is like a streaming service. Yeah, it has a home. It has a home page that that basically refreshes every day. It picks up ten albums from from the library, and then it, it lets them rediscover what music they have yeah. locked away. Yeah, I
0: Yeah, if you've got you know ten terabytes in your in your cloud locker, there's probably stuff in your own catalog that you that you're that you're unaware of. Um, so how does the, how does the business model work? I mean, what as, as a consumer, do I pay a subscription?
2: Every consumer uh, can sign up for free. We provide 10 gigabytes of storage for them to, to just try and see whether they can get used to this behavior of, you know, listening to their own music and assessing their own music on, on, on the web and listening in a car and stuff like that. You know, because this is this week, this is a change of music consumer behavior. Mm-hmm. And if, they are satisfied with this, and they feel that oh, this is this is something that they could live with or they could they could use get used to. Then they can sign up for a cloud plan that costs about one hundred and ten US dollars for a year, and storage is unlimited. They can upload one hundred gig, one terabyte, ten terabyte, fifteen terabyte. Uh, that there is no 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 limit for right. 110 US dollars
0: a year. Interesting. Well, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to give that a try, uh, the free model and, uh, and check it out. That's really cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Frankie, we've come to that time in the podcast when we ask our guests for a music recommendation to put on our, our guest, uh, picks playlist. So can you give us a pick something, something that you're into right now?
2: Well, I, I was, I was listening to, uh, Bob James, uh, now I'm sorry I I can't remember the album, but it was a, it was a surround, uh uh five, five one surround album uh, twenty four ninety six, uh, so it's a on HD tracks. I I sorry I can't remember the album, but I I it was it was a very refreshing, uh listen for me. You know I rediscovered it, <laughs> in, right. my, my brio locker, in my my in my locker. Yeah,
0: that's okay. I'll, I'll uh, so yeah, I'll... Bob
2: James uh, jazz. Yeah,
0: Bob James jazz. Okay, I'll I'll uh I'll I'll pick a selection off that for you and put it onto our list that's a that's a great pick and so finally if listeners want to follow you or your work where would you like them to go
2: uh well i mean our website is tribettheorostream.com we we do uh, have a a facebook page but we we are not really that we're not really very active on on Social media, I, I, I'm afraid, yeah. Um, but uh, do visit our website, ww.auralstream.com, and uh it sort of uh have have some demos of some of the stuff that we do. You know, in besides music, we also do uh we've just in the last two years uh introduced high-resolution streaming in video. So you get you get uh, recorded videos uh streaming in 24192 audio. Uh, uh uh some of these are from neil neil young's new album uh and then we have a, a live sh- live stream uh as well uh, uh at least a recorded video of a live stream uh for a jazz performance that is uh, streaming in 2448 uh so 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 that's that, yeah that's something that you can pick up from a uh, triplew your stream site
0: Sounds good, and we'll uh, direct our listeners there in the uh, in the show notes as well. And uh, Frankie, want to thank you so much for being on Beatseeker today. That was great to learn about Oristream. Thanks, Frankie. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. You've been listening to Beatseeker with your hosts Matt McButter and Mike Wider. If you like the show, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, and hit the subscribe button. While you're there, leave us a rating and a comment and share it with your friends and colleagues. If you want to dig deeper into this content, visit BeatSeeker.fm. That's B-E-A-T-Seeker.fm. And if you want to be part of the show, check out our Patreon link. Interact with us on social media at BeatSeekerPod. BeatSeeker is recorded in the Devil Lake Studios and the Tunnel Under Arundel. The show is produced by Matt McButter, Mike Wider, and Kate McCartney. Tim Ratledge is our editor. Thanks for tuning in and keep seeking.